Hey y'all, welcome back to the newest episode of the Through My Smudge Glasses podcast. This is an extra special month, March, because it marks the one year of the pandemic. But to be honest, I'm just excited for winter to be over. Spring, roll me over, I'm ready for you. I personally don't understand why anyone would like the shorter days of winter when this wonderful thing called the sun exists, which is obviously superior. But there are those people out there, but sadly, I am not one of them, considering that the place that I live in is winter most of the time and doesn't get a lot of sun, which doesn't make sense why I would like summer, but maybe you like the things that you can't have. That's your deep thought for today. Yeah, <laughs> moving on to the episode. This episode, I want to talk about how to relate in a way. A version of it, anyways, you might say. This episode, I want to take a look at something very important and something that should be given value in this new society that we are in. Tis very important. It is empathy. Formally defined as the ability to share or understand feelings, I think another important part of the entire definition of empathy is to make sure that part of it is after you understand the feelings of others acting in respect of them. And I wanted to talk about the brain chemistry behind empathy, some science behind it, and how it is more important than ever during coronavirus and in the future when we must consider our actions as an entire population and as an entire globe and how that's going to impact our future. And before we get into it, let's talk about the Through My Smudge Glasses podcast, this thing you're on right now. This podcast is dedicated to talking about advanced and important science concepts and applying them to important problems in race, gender, and in other problems in general. Basically, whatever I feel like talking about that week. No, I'm kidding. There's there's important stuff behind this, but... To keep up with this podcast, be sure to follow and listen to our podcast episodes on all listening podcasting platforms. This is important so you are able to look at all the episodes, listen to them, and recommend them to any family or friends that you think would be interested. Finally, go look at our Instagram at Through My Smudge Glasses, spelled like the title, all in lowercase, for podcast clips, graphics, and as always, more information. Be sure to keep up with us on all of these platforms and on to the episode. Let's start off by investigating what empathy is. We've all heard it before sometime in our life, whether it is an explanation of how to deal with problems in kindergarten, when you're reading a random passage for a practice ACT test, or when you are even in a workplace seminar. Empathy is a word that is thrown around a bunch, whether it's to prove a point of sympathy versus empathy or in a fight that requires more empathy. It is very important. Empathy makes the world go around. Probably. Maybe. I'm not sure. Let's just get to the part where I explain empathy. Empathy is the ability to sense others' emotions, sense that other people are feeling something without being directly told by them by looking at the signs. Empathy is also being able to imagine what someone else is feeling. You don't feel it yourself for whatever reason because you haven't experienced that specific situation in a personal way, but you are able to imagine how they feel because of your brain. Usually, researchers or psychologists split up the different kinds of empathy into two kinds. One is called affective empathy. This is referring to your brain's ability to respond to other people's emotions. You see someone experiencing happiness and you mirror it because your empathy has made you happy for them. You see someone fearful about a situation and become, become nervous and fearful yourself because you are seeing that is what you're seeing in that person. Effective empathy is basically the ability to be able to feel something when you see someone else feeling it. 
Cognitive empathy is the other kind of empathy that scientists have classified. This ability is talking about how you are able to cognitively function to identify the emotion someone is feeling. Taking it from personal cognitive empathy per experience, if someone is smiling, taking talking with an upbeat tone, and laughing, I assume that they are happy. Or if someone seems distracted or disinterested and their mood is gloomy, I think they are sad. We are able to identify a feeling someone else is feeling with cognitive empathy. Empathy seems very foreign when we discuss it like this, even though it's very necessary and common in everyday life. When you watch a movie and cry, you are feeling empathy towards the characters. When you make the decision to listen to your friend to excitedly talk excitedly about something you have no clue about, you feel empathy because you want them to feel heard. When you see a pregnant woman on a bus standing, you offer up your seat to them so that she doesn't feel any discomfort. Empathy really does make the world go around. A nice fantasy world filled with rainbows and magic and perfect people. It seems kind of weird though, empathy, right? The ability to sense what others are feeling even though we are both individual beings with minds that aren't physically connected. For the people that are able to feel empathy, it comes so naturally to all of them though. This is interesting because somehow our brains are able to feel what the person in front of us is feeling even though it didn't get a similar stimulus directly. We can study empathy by not looking directly at humans but animals as well. Empathy in animals has been seen in many cases. If you play an audio of a puppy crying, a dog will start barking or howling in distress wanting to help relieve them of the pain of the puppy but also relieve the pain that they are experiencing themselves as a result of their empathy with the puppy. This means there is an evolutionary aspect to the neurology of empathy. It's not something us big brain animals like only humans and dolphins experience. The kingdom Animalia must have started out with the DNA to form brains that are able to form empathy then. It's an evolutionary basic for this kingdom. By the way, this is random, but I'm very mad at the English language that we call animals animals instead of animalia that extra ia makes the word so pretty i love the word animalia it makes me feel like we're in some fantasy world where we're surrounded by nature and animalia so scientists have actually been able to observe the brain chemistry with animals other than humans specifically rats the results have shown that animals like us are able to pick up and share the emotion of others. In one experiment conducted by Monique Smith, they had two rats in close proximity to each other and they injected one with a substance that would cause an arthritis-like inflammation. After some time, the rats that did not receive the shot was acting as though they were hurting the same amount as the other rat, even though that rat wasn't injected with the substance that would cause him pain. This same phenomenon went on when the opposite effect was implemented too. Two rats, and they were both injected with the arthritis-like inflammation. Then one rat gets a morphine shot that slightly relieves their pain, and after some time, both rats' pain was like they got a morphine shot. The rat that should not have experienced any pain relief actually was experiencing pain relief because of the empathetic connections between that rat and the rat that got the morphine shot. Based on the evolutionary origin of empathy, scientists have, have been able to observe different ways that empathy shows up in rats, and it's similar to humans. Normally, if we did not take into the, the implications of empathy, we might think that if we saw someone experiencing pain, that information would activate significant activity in our brains that tells us what we are seeing in front of us. Actually though, our brain starts activating sections of our brain as if 
that emotion is happening to ourselves, not as if we're experiencing it through someone else. So imagine you see a person crying because of a fight they got into with a friend. If you are experiencing empathy with that person, your brain is essentially mirroring the brain of the person crying. It's activating the same parts of that person's brain that is crying and experiencing that in your own brain. Your brain is acting as though you are upset and crying because of a fight you got into with, with a friend, even though you didn't. You are just experiencing it through someone else. This mirroring effect has been observed in rats that were used in these experiments too. Rats and humans are able to catch each other's feelings and feel them as though they are literally experiencing them themselves, even in their brain chemistry. This was the inspiration behind today's uh, podcast title, by the way, Catching Feelings. <laughs> Rats and humans being amazing creature, empathy is like ratatouille. This empathy that we are feeling often makes us act on our feelings and try our best to better their situation, their person's situation in a way we know how to do. Giving hugs, reassuring words, and wanting to help people are all a result of this. What's incredible about our brains, though, is that they are able to keep this brain activity separate from if we were actually experiencing it ourselves, even though the same parts of our brain were being activated. Because I'm sure everyone's like, yeah, yeah, sure, I felt like bad for someone, or I felt sorry for someone, or happy for someone, but I've never made that, that connection never felt like it was me experiencing it myself. And there's a reason for that. Scientists believe that the part of the brain that is responsible for this is called RSMG. This part of the brain is able to keep up a wall between what we are experiencing ourselves or our brain activity when we see someone experiencing something activating parts of our brain. This is very important because without it, we would feel as though we were actually genuinely experiencing situations other people would, were experiencing. And th that would be chaos if you just experienced everything you are seeing and in front of you everywhere. So this part of the brain is actually very important to have cognitive function. I think it's truly amazing that our neurons are able to make this connection though. We've always heard that humans are social creatures in dramatic sci-fi movies or in Socratic seminars in English class, but it's in our evolution to feel what others are feeling. The way our brain system is nuanced and specific enough to interpret someone's emotions and feel them ourselves, but not in a way as we are experiencing them actually, because we are able to have that self-awareness that what we are feeling is in response to someone else's feelings. It's so cool. Empathy is so important. I know I keep on saying this, but it actually does help the real world function and helps the world go around, especially in the context of the pandemic. With the vaccine being approved and the process of distribution and vaccination being started, empathy is something we all need to have to transition out of this pandemic world that we have been lost in for that time warp of year that we have been through. For a lot of people, they are sick of the guidelines prohibiting them from having fun in their outdoor spaces and from traveling and seeing their families and the amount of people that are adhering to COVID regulations are decreasing. This is a problem because we just need some cooperation to push through the end of the COVID pandemic. Wearing a mask in public, limiting face-to-face -face contact with others, and hand sanitizing are what we need to do to take us through the end of pandemic. And empathy can keep us motivated. To the people who are starting to not care because they have the privilege, privilege to not be deathly afraid of COVID for whatever reason, use your empathy 
to care for the people that do not want to contract COVID and continue to follow procedures for them if necessary. If you thankfully live in a place where you are able to to make the majority of your own decisions for yourself, then don't forget to listen to that evolutionary basis that is in all of our DNA and brains that animals have, including humans, to feel the emotions of others. Utilize this freedom and the incredible functions of the human brain to help us get back through this pandemic, with less people being injured than if we just surged back. For the amount of our lives this pandemic put on pause and the emotional roller coaster that is COVID, we better get a significantly large part of the US history textbook dedicated to us, no exceptions. Thank you guys so much for making your way to the end of another Through My Smudge Glasses podcast episode. Every listen means so much to me and I'm very glad you are here. To continue to support this podcast, listen and share other episodes on any podcasting platform and follow us as well. Rate us five stars if you enjoyed. And finally, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Through My Smudge Glasses, spelled like the title, all in lowercase, for updates, more information, and amazing community. Follow us. I'm serious. You will not regret it. Hope to see all of you guys there. Keep on using empathy to make the world go around. Thanks for listening. Bye.